Welcome to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secrets of the C-suite. I will be speaking with industry leaders on hot and trending topics. Enjoy the podcast. I have with me Daniel Angelucci. He's the Managing Director with Alvarez and Marcel. Uh, Daniel is with us to talk about scalable IT for digital. Daniel, a warm welcome. How are you today? I'm doing really well. Thanks, Dick. It's great to be here. Looking forward to the discussion. Great. And uh, would you like to just start by introducing yourself to the listeners? Yeah, sure. So, so um, again, my name is Dan Angelucci. I'm a managing director at Alvarez and Marcel. So um, Alvarez and Marcel is a consulting firm, um, and I am not a native consultant. So I'm sort of relatively new to this game. So I spent a few years uh, in the Digital Center of Excellence at uh, Kearney prior to my time at Alvarez and Marcel. Um, and before that, though, I was with uh, I was the CTO for Asia for a company called DXC, so a large SI. Um, and I've spent time with DHL and I've spent time with Visa. So really part of the industry in IT. So um, one of the interesting things about my role now is to take that industry experience really into the consulting world. Um, and that's massively challenging, but massively rewarding because it's about execution more than it's about PowerPoint. So I really enjoy the job. That sounds exciting execution rather than PowerPoints. I'm looking forward to dig into this today with you, Daniel. So let's jump into the topic then. So what do you mean with scalable IT for digital? Yeah, so so one of the interesting observations, I think, is that when, when I go to customers, it's no longer to describe digital transformation. So I think almost every customer that I've run into has done a little bit of digital transformation, whether that be, you know, a couple of guys doing agile in the corner who are, you know, sort of turning around, you know, sort of pretty significant ROIs with respect to using analytics or whatever. Um, The challenge though, is that for a billion dollar company, for them to take these guys into corner and actually turn that into something that moves the needle for the organization. Um, Because when the time comes for the budgets to tighten, um, those guys in the corner look, you know, like they could be sacrificed. Um, But in order to actually scale out something like that, those small teams that are really being successful, um, the first people you have to talk to are the IT team, because they actually hold the keys to a lot of the kingdom there in terms of being able to build out the capabilities with platforms and technology to really deliver digital. And and the problem is, is that these IT teams are are sort of, they're, they're sort of built differently. Um, many of the ones that I run into have been built effectively for last century's solutions, you know, very large ERP projects that take two years. And so these organizations are quite successful at being able to deliver, you know, sort of within that context, but that's not what digital looks like at all. So the ability to scale is almost the ability to scale, to deliver very small pieces of functionality to incrementally add to the business and doing it very, very, very fast, which is something that IT organizations just typically don't do. And there's a scalable side of that with respect to how platforms are delivered that's become an enormous challenge. So effectively, when we talk about two-speed IT, you know, sort of the Gartner term around how this does is works, actually, we're, we're really talking about not just two speeds, but two, you know, aims. One is to simplify and industrialize some of the capabilities, and the other is to deliver really quickly incremental business value over and over and over again. And IT organizations are are challenged by that. I think that that's been one of the big things that we've seen as a roadblock to digital is organizations in the IT realm are just not built like that. Um, And that's been something that I've really focused on in terms of trying to to get people to transform into an organization that looks more efficient with respect to delivering digital. 
That sounds very exciting, Daniel. And I, I like to hear the speed factor here because that's certainly something that I think is on my mind and everyone's mind. How long will this actually take before we can see the uh, some benefits and, and the fruits here? So looking forward to digging a little bit deeper here with you, Daniel. And maybe you can just share with us what are the three key things to look out for here when it comes to scalable IT for digital? I think one of the, the the biggest thing is probably to look at the the actual goal orientation for what are in effect separate organizations that deliver the digital promise to organizations with respect to their business. So one side is again the platform side, and the platform side is about reusable componentry and how it is that you can build out that cheaply. And it's really about lowering the unit cost of IT over time. So it gets cheaper. And there's an organization that really needs to be focused on exclusively that, delivering something cheaper at scale. But then there's the other side of that, which is really around the customer experience. And that organization's goals are entirely different. They're much more focused on how it is that the top line revenue growth can occur within the business and how digital can drive that. So these two pieces, a lot of organizations I see as actually conflating and so what happens is, is you have this problem where you're really asking people to do the impossible. You're like, well, gosh, do it cheap and, uh, you know, do it at scale, but do it uh, as quickly as possible and make sure you do exactly what the business says. Um, and, and that is a very, very difficult sort of problem to manage. So, so I would say the three things to really focus on in terms of delivering digital is one, make sure the goals are correct for the organizations that you actually have in scope and part of the discussion. Second is, as you said, to recognize that speed is absolutely key. Um, but you have to do it in a reasonable way. You have to make sure that you're doing things right, not just doing the right things. And that goes back to how it is the platform can be deployed at scale. And the third is how can you make sure that your unit costs are always in view, that you really understand how it is that you're making it cheaper, um, even as your business volumes grow. Uh, you know, I, I often get asked to come in and look at IT budgets, talk about cost cutting. And I, frankly, I've never seen an IT budget actually go down. Right. There's always more stuff for people to do. And so they, they continue to you know, sort of leverage that IT investment across the board. Um, the question is, what are you getting out of it? Are you getting more of what you need in order to actually increase the top line and the value to your business? Um, that's something that we, we need to keep extremely focused on. And I think these sorts of models balance that well. Yeah, and I was just going to ask you also, uh, Daniel, why should companies spend money on this and, and, and what should the resources go to? It's a great question, right? But, but you, you know, I, the more companies I talk to, the more I hear that, uh, you know, we're a technology company, regardless of what business that they're in. You know, so um, I spoke to a large manufacturer of autos, you know, an auto OEM. Um, who tells me they're a software company, right? I see in the, uh, you know, in the press that a company like Peloton is making you know, bicycles, effectively, you know, stationary bicycles. They say that they're a digital company, right? Um, the reason why, I think, is be because the, this is actually how organizations are differentiating going forward. Their ability to be focused on the customer experience and, and to deliver that in a cheaper way is what's driving sort of the new creation of value that's associated with, you know, the digital world out there, as we call it. But I, I guess you know, that's why it's so important for companies to really understand this is because the ones that aren't doing this, the ones that are really sort of stuck in a traditional mode, mode those are the ones that are showing themselves as being least successful going forward. Um, one of the key things that I get to work with here at Alvarez and Marcellus, I get to work a lot with private equity. I get to work with activist shareholders. Um, and I can see what it is that they value from not just a cost perspective, not just a revenue perspective, from, from a valuation perspective. So the reason why this is important is because the companies that are winning at digital 
are the ones who are winning the valuation exercise. It's really a value creation that's being done. Um, and that's what makes the investment worthwhile. Yeah, and I like that. It is about value creation. And the fact that we're talking about this in terms of scalable IT and digital is fascinating to me. And things are moving so fast. Uh, uh, Daniel, we have a, coming out of a pandemic and uh, perhaps there's wars and there's wars around the corner, more wars and the supply chain crisis or disruptions. And what have then changed in recent times? So if we're looking at 2022. Yeah, so, so I think, you know, with all of the geopolitical changes, the, you know, the rise of things like ESG, I think what the big issue that we've sort of seen is the ability to be flexible, right? So, uh, you know, I think it was Mike Tyson who said everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the nose, right? And I think um, IT teams have learned that over the last, certainly over the last two years, is that, you know, the plans are great, but you have to be flexible and you have to be flexible in a way that it's not just provisional. You have to win, with flexibility. Um, and I think that piece of it is certainly one of the big lessons that I've seen organizations start to learn. Um, and, you know, as 2022 bleeds into 2023 and into the future, um, I think the winners are going to be the people who really understand how to, to leverage that flexible flexibility. Um, I also think that, you know, there's been a lot of talk within the uh, the field, certainly around IT, about the, uh, you know, the great resignation, um, the war for talent and things like that. Um, I think a couple of things that are certainly new in 2022 is that we're starting to see sort of an inflection point there. Um, now, a bit of it's a bit of a mystery to me how it worked anyway, because, you know, you'd go out and you'd see uh, people would say, oh, I'm resigning my job. And, you know, half of the people that were involved in this one particular company, um, they would be saying that they were going to resign. But people would say that there's a labor shortage. And those two things actually don't don't match up. Right. So if people are resigning, you should be able to get a workforce. And I think what we're seeing is that in the digital realm, organizations are realizing that the problem isn't that there's a workforce shortage. The problem is, is that these people don't want to work for them. So companies are actually adjusting their value proposition with respect to employees um, to be more respectful of a lot of the things that have sort of gone under, uh, you know, sort of underwater with respect to the pandemic. Um, and they're able to attract talent in a much more efficient way. The talent is out there. Um, I think that the thing is that the employee promise has to match the talent. Um, I see more and more organizations starting to recognize that as a reality um, and are starting to adjust appropriately. Um, and as a result, I think the industry is heading in the right direction with respect to that. Finally. Yes, and I like that, Daniel. The talent is indeed out there, but do you have the right offering for them? And uh, is it what they want? That's That's the most important thing, and it's never been more important than right now. Uh, and just leads me then to the last question. How can we make sense of all of this? And particularly, how can we make uh, scaling in IT for digital a competitive edge? Yeah, so, so I think the, the key word is scale, right? So um, I, I think as we've seen organizations kind of mature with respect to digital, uh, I think we've seen the last vestiges of the, the CIO as being sort of a back office functionary start to really disappear. Um, so, you know, the the organizations that are really looking forward looking with respect to this are the organizations that have recognized that their top line growth and their bottom line growth are both 100 percent dependent upon the ability for them to execute at scale within IT. Simply that there are no projects anymore, at least there are very, very few projects that don't involve technology at some level, whether it's supply chain technology or ERP, or whether it's, you know, digital technology and new sales channels, all of these things involve the IT team and the CIO needs a, a seat at that table. 
So the organizations where the CIO is still reporting to the CFO or the COO, these are the organizations that I have my doubts about their level of commitment to what is, I believe, an inevitable future around the deployment of technology at scale. So, you know, you know, when you ask the question, how can we make sense of it? The first thing is to get the right leadership in the right position within the organization and for the organization to really begin to accept that this is necessary in order for you to compete in 2022 and beyond. It's not possible for you to consider uh, IT as a back office function anymore. It is the thing that's driving your business success um, for better or for worse. Uh, and, and I think that that piece of it uh, is a big wake up call for a lot of organizations. Yeah, and I see exactly this, Daniel. We tried to start up a digital transformation peer group in Singapore uh, back in 2018. And at that time, the executives didn't really manage to book the, even the, the conference room in the company and they couldn't get the membership approved. Now, in 2022, we have opened the second peer group now. As you say, they've taken the the seat on the in, in basically in the advisory board. They are at the... Uh, at the core, at perhaps even at the corner of the table, leading the meetings because everyone wants to talk to the IT experts. That's what I see in Daniel. So we, we are speaking the same language here. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was interesting. So I was at an EGN meeting for the Digital Transformation Group, and uh, for uh, whatever reason, a CFO showed up. So it, it actually works both ways as well. So the, the CFO was there to learn about how it is that we sort of digital folks talk to each other. Um, but what I thought was also interesting was that we as digital folks were just keenly interested in how he viewed us. Um, I think mm. as a profession, it, it's a very interesting time to be in IT. You know, because, uh, I think over the course of the last generation, um, the bar for what is competent within IT has been sort of unacceptably low. I mean, how, I, I can't even imagine like an accounting team saying something like, well, we're, we got it right like 99% of the time. Is that okay? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I, I just, I don't think that would work, but that's generally sort of how IT teams kind of approach the problem. And, and, and I think that what we learn from these sorts of meetings and the discussions that we have flowing amongst ourselves, as well as with folks like this CFO who came is that our profession needs to change as well. And it needs to change in some fairly specific ways around making sure that we really are disciplined in the same way that say an accounting team is. Um, and I, I think that that's going to be really important going forward. And it's, it's just a great bit of insight that you get from meeting the right people and having those discussions. Absolutely. And very fascinating discussion today, Daniel. I thank you so much for that. And if any of the listeners want to continue the conversation with you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? So I am fully omni-channel enabled, right? So you can certainly catch me on LinkedIn. You can um, drop me an email or, um, you know, I, I certainly um, are at the uh, EGN functions as well. So I'm happy to talk to you then. Um, please, you know, uh, I love talking about this. It's not just my job. It's a bit it's really my passion. If that hasn't come across, I hope it did. Um, I really do enjoy talking about this. So please contact me. Thank you so much for being with us today, Daniel. I wish you a great rest of the afternoon and week. Thanks a lot, Nick. It's great to be here. And thanks to all the listeners uh, who've been following the conversation with Daniel about scalable IT for digital. Thank you for listening to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secret of the C-suite. 